What's up, Daniel? What's up, Jose? How's it going? What's going on, brother? I'm here. Sorry if it's a little loud. I'm almost to the office, so I'll be there in about two minutes. Okay. What's up, Daniel? What are you doing? Setting up this camera and stuff. <laughs> I guess welcome to this week's uh, huddle. One of the first official. first official huddle. So a little bit about what we're doing here is um, huddles intended to bring just like a huddle in, in football. It's intended to bring uh, people from the industry together and uh, whether it's you know, company owners, uh, industry leaders, uh, installers, um, professionals for, uh, you know, that can assist installers in taxes to legal issues, uh, just industry overall conversation. Uh, the, you know, this is going to uh, morph into any specialty construction uh, person, whether they're a drywaller or whatever, but we're flooring guys. So, uh, that's where we're starting. I'd like to hear a little bit about Daniel and, and Jose. So Daniel, why don't you kick us off? Tell us a little bit about you and, and uh, preferred flooring and what you guys, you know, uh, you're kind of flooring famous at this point. And flooring famous. <laughs> that's so a thing how, now. how that all get started and, and a little bit about your background. <clears throat> okay, my name is Daniel Gonzalez with Preferred Flooring in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Been doing this for... Uh, 23, 23 years now. I started out uh, when I was 12 years old in high school. And as soon as I graduated, I pretty much graduated. And then that following week, I started full time and been doing it ever since. Uh, Jose is my brother and business partner. We've been doing this. It's actually 12 years as of like a week ago. Congrats. So been, thanks. Uh, it's been like any other thing, you know, it's been a struggle. But that's what business is all about, right? It's all about the struggle and getting out of that struggle. Um, we were labor only for a number of years up until probably three or four years ago. We started uh, trying to do the whole full service thing. And it isn't until uh, recently, really, that we really kind of started to catch traction with that. And uh, now we have a whole nother set of headaches because that's what happens. Sure. Well, you got to track materials now. <laughs> track everything. You got to deal with uh, all the shipping and freight and fuel surcharges and material price increases, all that kind of good stuff. Jose looks like he's walking into the, the office. We'll give him a second. I'll uh, tell you, maybe introduce myself. I'm Paul Stewart. I've been in flooring similar to Daniel. I didn't quite start at 12, but uh, pretty much right out of high school. Uh, after graduation, maybe a year later or so, I got into flooring. I remember the date. It was February of 95. And uh, Heck, I did it just to not have dirty hands. I was busting down tires at the time, and and uh, I did it to, you know, try to, I don't know, make a living without being so filthy. That was my thought. Um, so 
started started uh, at a company as an hourly employee. Like I said, in 95, um, a few years later, that company was getting ready to get bought out for like the third or fourth time. And so I decided, me and this other guy that worked there, decided we could do this on our own. So we started uh, a flooring company at the time, which was really a labor-only shop. And uh, I installed for about another 10 or so years, 12 years. And through that transition, we did the same thing you guys are doing, Daniel, is we started selling materials and and uh, wanted to take care of our clients' um, material needs as well as uh, labor. You know, we found that uh, there was a, a shortage in, in um, what I'd call good customer service at the time, particularly centered around materials. So uh, yeah, so that's kind of history, you know, a few years later, I bought my partner out and started Stewart and Associates. And we're now one of the largest flooring contractors in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, my real passion is really to uh, figure out how we can, uh, you know, up the installer's quality of life. That's probably the easiest way I can say it. That's my real passion is how do we do that? Because I feel like if the installer succeeds and is successful and has a good quality of life, that at the end of the day, that equates into the flooring companies that use that uh, labor um, or hire that labor out, makes us successful. So that's a little bit about uh, me and how we started Go Carrera. Um, did that in 2017, launched our first version in 2018 and our current version is um, live since 20, uh, I'd say September of 2020 uh, or so. So it's a complete platform uh, built around empowering uh, the flooring installer, uh, giving them the kind of construction accounting tools at their fingertips and allows them to work with companies like uh, Stewart and Associates, Preferred Flooring, anybody, anywhere, uh, and kind of puts power in their hands. So that's my story. Dan Daniel uh, already kind of went. How about you, Jose? You want to tell us a little bit? Yeah. Hey, first off, thanks for bearing with me while I was in the truck and we're making a transition here. Um, so same thing. Uh, uh, do you remember your first date? I remember my first date was January 7th, 1998 um, at a Herman Miller um, furniture uh, company here in Michigan. Um, started out as a two-week temporary Two weeks turned into two months, two months turned into two years. Um, and I, I happened to bring my brother into it, you know, during the summers, when, like you said, when he was 12, when he was younger. Um, on and off with uh, the, a couple of different companies in the beginning. Um, had uh, a couple of go-rounds um, starting my own business uh, previously. Um, so two other businesses be before Preferred Flooring. Um, then... Uh, didn't really work out. We recession hit back in 2008, 2009 is when I got hit with it pretty hard uh, and brought everybody with me to another company to work uh, uh, as employees by the hour for this other company that I had experience with. Um, and from there, we kind of stayed put for a while until uh, until we felt it was necessary for us to leave, until we felt we reached a cap. Um, and uh, we, we we take pride in what we do, and like you said, it's uh, 
the idea was definitely installer base. The idea of preferred flooring was for us to create something for the flooring installer to be, to be great at one thing, the focus on the installation and the education. Um, it wasn't as broad as it is now. It was more focused on just us and our abilities, but um, that's what we came up with the name is everyone preferred Daniel or myself to be on their job sites. So it just only seemed fit to go preferred flooring. Um, and yeah, 12 years later, now we've kind of adopted the sales a few years ago and we're learning and, you know, not like anybody else who's starting out, man, we don't have a, there's no book to tell us what we got to do. We're still learning as we go. You know, we ask advice yeah. from everyone that, that, that we meet. Where are you guys located? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Awesome. So um, technically we're Grand Rapids. We're in a suburb of Grand Rapids is where our physical location is at. Um, so Walker, Grand Rapids. Sweet. Well, a little bit about why the huddle ever came to be. Um, there's plenty of flooring podcasts out there. We're not really trying to, you know, um, just have guests on in flooring uh, overall and, you know, only talk about the appropriate way to install sheet vinyl, although that's important and we'll definitely get into some of that stuff. But, um, you know, as an industry, we struggle to bring on new talent. We've struggled uh, with the labor shortage, like many in many of the specialty uh, construction companies uh, or construction industries do. Um, but we kind of struggle even more than some of those due to not having, in my opinion, uh, really, uh, I guess the best way to put it is standardized training. Uh, so the training's real fragmented. There's good training out there, but it's real fragmented. So uh, knowing which trainings are good and which ones are not. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, having discussions like this, uh, that, that, you know, what is a good training? What's a good training you guys have been to? Uh, what's a good training that, you know, some of our guys have been to, what we've been to, or I've been to myself even. Um, so a lot of that stuff, you know, come out through this, through these uh, huddles. I want to have fun. This is our first one. So it's obviously always starts off a little bit choppy and, and uh, getting our footing. But, uh, you know, the, the real purpose of the huddle here is for us to come together like football teams. And even though an offense and a defense have two separate agendas, they're still part of the same team. So when the industry uh, or manufacturers come on and join us, um, you know, we got to remember, we, we're all part of the same team. We just have different objectives. So uh, I use a lot of football analogies. I love football and I love the, what that sport means to life and uh, what it does uh, from a perspective of preparedness, uh, proper training, um, all that stuff that kind of goes into that. Heck, if you're a great football player and you you uh, uh, apply some of those those uh, principles to flooring, you're gonna be a hell of a flooring guy too. So, what's tell me like over the last year, what is your guys's um, personal challenges? Ha what what does that look like? Uh, starting to sell materials and 
and deal with uh, GCs. I have I happen to believe one of our um, one of our core issues is this idea that in construction that you know flooring guys or any specialty contractor, but it seems like flooring guys in particular are almost treated as less than um, you know maybe less than other trades, but certainly a lot of times, uh, you know, not as a professional. So what's your guys' uh, journey been like? Because you guys are, to me, I've gotten to spend time with you, some of the most professional guys that I've gotten the pleasure to get to know. No, our, our, yeah, thanks. Um, our journey's been, like I said, it's, it's business, so it's been a little rough. Uh, we did realize early on that that is how the flooring industry was perceived. And we kind of wanted to, to break away from that because when you show up on a job, you know, at 8 a.m. and everyone else has been there since six, that's still technically early for a flooring guy, which is crazy to me. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, you're here already? We didn't know, we thought you guys would be here at like 10. And, you know, you hear stories of guys getting there at 10 and leaving at two. And it's like, we didn't, we didn't want to have, we don't want people to look at us like being just another guy that's like that. We wanted to to be a legit business and to be looked at as professionals because um I think early on in in my flooring career, you know, they ask a lot of people ask, you know, what do you do? And it's flooring installer. And it's like, oh, I didn't know there was professional flooring installers out there. But yeah. I mean, really, that that's what it is, right? It's you're you're going in there and you're being professional and installing a floor. So to, to be looked at as a professional, we wanted to to actually look professional. So we, you know, um, our logo, actually, our cousin did our logo and it came from, you know, just asking him and paying him twenty five, twenty five dollars. And it's like now it's everywhere. Yeah. But we, we didn't want to be, be looked at like you said, like we're less than, so we, we strive to be better than anyone around. And that's really our, our footprint in the industry. Um, not even just over here, but like you said, you, you've talked to us and people can see that everywhere. And we just want to let people know that, you know, you, you do start, technically we're still real small. I mean, we've got only 11 people in the company. So it's small, but you, you still have to look big time in order to, to have people take you seriously sometimes. Well, you got to land work and you got to have some, some, uh, stability there. Um, but from the flooring, it, it's interesting to me how a lot of, uh, you know, the companies that are out there were started by flooring installers. So the thought that we're not professional, um, is a little comical to me. Um, you know, many of the companies that are in, say, Fuse Alliance or or Starnet, a lot of those companies were started by, you know, old flooring guys. So they've ran uh, multiple millions of dollars uh, a year in in business. We got a billion dollar flooring contractor here in America. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not small time. It's a bigger industry than most people really realize. Um, well, it's not glorified. That, it's not glorified, and I think that, that that's the issue. Is that you know, um, it, it, nothing against anybody else, but when they're pushing uh, trade school as plumbing, electrical, 
Um, and then, you know, HVAC is falling in there when they're pushing all of that. Um, and then you start looking at the, the lower spectrum where framing and roofers and concrete guys, you know, they push all that before they push flooring. Um, you know, I, I asked a question in, in a group of 100 people um, about flooring. You know, um, who does the flooring? Uh, the, the, the framer, the finished carpenter. <laughs> Nobody really had an answer for that. And it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta bring, bring awareness that there is a, a niche, right? And it's not even really a niche, it's just an industry all its own, just like all the other ones. Well, the, the, why do you think that is? I mean, do you think it's because the, the training side of it? I mean, you can teach framing and roofing and things, but flooring, there's really four, now even, you know, five or six distinct disciplines in flooring. You know, you got carpet, resilient, um, hardwood, tile, and say polished concrete and epoxy. So because of that, like one technique doesn't flow over. You seem carpet completely different than you seem, uh, you know, sheet vinyl. I mean, you're not stretching sheet vinyl to match a pattern necessarily. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of different techniques. So I wonder if it's not a bit of that. I mean, you could be go, you know, you, how do I say this? You go to like high school shop class, they can teach you how to build a lamp or something. That was my, that's what I've built right? A lamp, but uh, they may not be able to teach you how to be, how to actually install uh, all these multiple floorings. Now, I think they got some stuff out there. The FCEF is doing some stuff at some of the community colleges on a 10-week course, uh, kind of introductory level, but, you know, there's so many, in my opinion, just to answer my own question and then get your opinion on this, but, so many of the flooring guys in, in our industry learned from a relative or something like that. And they have no way to prove or um, kind of, I don't even want to say prove, but like um, display or tout their abilities. Because I mean, how do you say like I learned from my uncle, you know? So without a perfect a of, school. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys take pride in actually getting learning from their uncle or their father, or their grandfather, and it's hard for them to sort of go to a class, I think, and realize that they've been doing something wrong their entire careers. And people just, you need to stop looking at it like that. And you have to start looking at it like, well, if I'm doing something wrong, I want to learn how to make it right. And the only way to do that is to actually learn from someone else that knows the technique and kind of translate that into your everyday. But a lot of people are, are closed-minded. Like um, the last CFI class we, we took, you know, um, we asked some guys to go and one of them said, why would I want to go and have them tell me stuff that I already know? But, but they don't realize that all it takes is that one trick, man, to save you so much time doing something. So if you learn one thing, in any any class you go to in, in a seminar, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be an actual certification, but um, continued education is paramount because you learn one thing and it just, it changes your day to day and makes things so much easier. 
Yeah, so how do you change the hearts and minds of the installation community? I mean, you guys are, you guys are installers, high quality installers. I installed, uh, we've got some people on this call that installed. Uh, how do you change the heart and minds of the installation community to realize that you may have been trained and maybe even trained well from a from a relative um, or or you know a, a good friend, but you know understanding that a standardized way of doing a job um, and being able to kind of have proof of that that that's what I'm trying to get to here is like you know you go to a doctor's office they got their their doggone diplomas and their their all their stuff on the walls or any profession not that we're doctors but they have their stuff on they're proud of what they've accomplished in training in learning not they don't put their operations on the wall they put their their certifications and their diplomas and their their achievements on the wall so why why do we not have that type of pride in going and learning our trade? I think there's a trickle effect, you know, the, and I'm and I'm only, you know, obviously this is my opinion and and I'm gonna go back to when when I started doing flooring is everybody had a perception that the flooring guys were the bottom of the barrel, right? Like they couldn't make it in another industry, so they ended up on the floor. Um and it, we didn't when I started and, when, and people I worked with, we didn't do anything to make us look any better either. We weren't the most uh, presentable um, face-to-face. We weren't the most articulate uh, when it came to sitting in a progress meeting or holding a conversation. Um, but you know, that's individualized, right? Typically the one in charge was the one sitting in in all those meetings. But from the top down, there was never any type of um, uh, form that we had to stick to. We didn't have any structure from the top down. There was no, you know, electricians got to be licensed to do specific work. A plumber's got to be licensed. They have to pass inspection. Um, there, there's a lot of different things that they have to abide by and books that they have to follow 100% in order for them to become successful and move on to the next step. They have hours of apprenticeship, hours of training under certain levels to keep moving up. Um, and that right there, that process, just the process alone gains respect visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and flooring installs, we don't have that. We, we, it might've said on a, on a commercial project, it might've said, uh, must be installed by a certified installer in a particular material, right? That didn't always get followed because certified installers were very slim and, and they're, honestly, they're still kind of slim um, because somebody who's been installing for 20 years does feel like they don't need to go get that certification, right? Um, at one point, you know, Daniel's like, hey, go, hey, you got to go, go get it. You know, we started talking, go get a certification. And then he came down to, to me and I'm like, you know what? I just kind of want to get a certification to justify what I've been doing for years. Like, it's not even for anybody else out there. It's I bet me. you learned something though. You know, we sent some Always. guys to a CFI um, and there's multiple other organizations, by the way, but it just happens uh, we, we sent some guys to CFI that had uh, been just that. They learned from their uncle, literally, and they were good installers. They did a good job. And when they got back, they, they literally were like, dude, I was 
I was going because you were kind of on me about going, but I actually learned some stuff and they'd been doing it for 10 or 15 years by that point Mm -hmm. and learned from their uncle. The thing is, is it's kind of, it seems to me, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, when using school and they had to get in a circle and you tell somebody something and by the time it got back around to you is completely different. I think it's some of the trainings are the same way. Maybe, you know, their uncle got certified or somebody down the line was properly trained. And then as it gets, it gets a little bit diluted. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think that certifications are so important and uh, trainings in general, certifications, you know, workshops, that kind of stuff. I think they're important because it re-ups what you know. Uh, It can reaffirm uh, what you've been taught, but also you're going to probably pick up some some key pieces there. And, you know, frankly, you can make a good living in flooring. And um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that over time, as this webinar, podcast, whatever we decide to call it, uh, you know, as, as we come together and huddle every week and bring in some, some, uh, some of the manufacturers, uh, possibly some of the training entities, uh, whoever we can get to join us, that we can start to kind of uh, shift the paradigm a bit and open people's mind to the fact that uh, the installer in, in particular, that proper training, if you build a good foundation and then you learn from somebody else, it's always better in my opinion. So hopefully we can kind of uh, change, change that, um, atmosphere. Uh, I, I don't know how else to say it, but I know the entire industry is trying to solve this problem, but nobody else is getting together with, you know, all facets from installers. I, I, I would love the day when the huddle has, you know, five or 10, 15, 20, a hundred, I don't care installers. And then the CEO of E of, uh, you know, Shaw, or somebody like that, where we're all together coming up, understanding what the big problem is in our industry. And we know what it is, labor. We're not even appropriately using all the labor we have, let alone um, bringing in new in, new blood. So some of those things are starting to happen, um, but it's without input, I think that... Um, I think without input from the installation community, um, you got a lot of CEOs out there uh, with different training organizations and uh, industry organizations just kind of making the call as best as they know. So maybe we could be a voice for the installation community. And and um, uh, I'd say the service side of the business in general, not just uh, the main, not the manufacturing of the products. We'll get those guys on, but the service side. And uh, so we're going to keep these things short each week. We'll see how they go, but somewhere around 30 minutes. And um, so each week we'll also take some, um, we're in the, in the process of kind of formatting a few things uh, that we did not have ready this week, but each week we'd like to take some, uh, questions from the, uh, you know, from the audience, um, maybe answer them or just discuss them. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm not saying you guys have all the answers, but we can sure as hell discuss this stuff and see what we come up with. What comes out of a good discussion is sometimes 
you know, better than one guy trying to answer every single question. So yeah, 100%. And it's always, it's always good to hear um, someone else's opinion and voice. Um, you know, it, 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 regional uh, struggles might be different, you know, in your area than my area, but it's always nice to hear what's going on, to see what's going on and to learn because you guys might be, you know, two years in the future from where we're at or vice versa. And if, if there's some scenarios from other installers that are out there or if they've already hit some scenarios and hey, this is the place to bring it all out. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's help one another. It's about bringing our industry to the forefront for one another. Yeah. Yeah, there's, well, there's too many installers that think that every other installer is their competition. And what they don't realize is that we're all in this together. And if we don't start acting like that and kind of bridging the gap with just the installation community, we'll never do that with the retailers and the stores and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's, it's got to start somewhere. And us as installers have to realize that, man, we got to start talking to each other, not as competition, but as equals and, uh, and learn from each other. Um, that's, that's a big thing, right? We were talking about classes and all this stuff and just talking to some people, I, I can learn, I've, I have learned a lot from, you know, just talking to installers, like we're talking now. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy the amount of information that one person has that you don't, and then you just get feed it right back to them on something that they don't know. And we just have to start feeding off each other and, and start trusting each other really. Because well, look, as a community, we're kind of broken up and it's, it's time to come together. Well, how do we, you know, that's a great point. I mean, at the end of the day, quality of life for an installer, uh, specifically the independent installer, right? Because he's not under the care of a company. He is a independent installation company himself or herself. With that being said, like, the only way to change the industry is for the installation community to band together, you know, come together, discuss things, have some, uh, you know, that's the only way you're going to get pricing up. If you ask any flooring company at all the conventions I've been at, most of them want to pay more. But the reason they don't pay more is because their competitor down the street's not going to pay the same and they're going to lose out on work if they up their <clears throat> labor rates. Well, if the install community came together under one kind of uh, roof and made some, some decisions there where it doesn't matter which company they're working for, that their, their rates are going to start bumping up. Well, eventually the entire industry rates start going up, right? If I'm, if I'm paying the same uh, as the guy down the street or, or the, the installers, in our community are charging the same for me as they are down the street, then when it bumps up a little bit and we use, you know, we use Go Carrera, a little plug for Go Carrera is it, it keeps all of the, um, the power in the installer's hands to negotiate their pricing and charge what they, uh, what they feel is uh, appropriate for their skill level. That being said, if they if it's if it's that way throughout the entire install community, then you can start to bump up rates. Installers can start to get paid more. Companies can charge more, and you don't get this throat cutting scenario where we right. if you're you're doing you know contract work now, 
Um, so you guys know, like if you pay way more than your, your competitor down the street in, in uh, labor, I mean, as good as you guys are, as good as we are, at the end of the day, we're not getting every job. Uh, we're not, we're not, you guys aren't getting every job you bid. We've lost work because our competitor pays, you know, I, I won't even name the rate, but really cheap for certain items. And we just can't compete with them. We refuse to go down that low and uh, to beat up the installer. Yeah. Well, I just think that if we come together um, and there's a lot of companies that I think sit in the same chair as we do, and a lot of installers out there want want their quality of life to be um, that it, they don't have to work 90 hours to make a living. And um, I think that as an entire industry, we have to address that. And if we can address that appropriately and give a mechanism that allows installers to, um, you know, have the power um i think dealers and and retailers and con you know flooring companies flooring contractors will start to uh bump up i know it's worked for us we use go career everybody's and gonna be able to benefit from it it brings uh it brings visibility to the installers it brings uh visibility <clears throat> to the skill set right you, you don't yeah. want you don't want a joe for a guy to go and install um, X material for you when his experience is limited. You want that to be a success for you, for the installer, for the end user. Um, and, and that's what, what this is about. It's about bringing visibility to, to strengths, right? You don't have to exploit anybody's weakness, but if you bring their strength out in front and say, hey, this is what I'm strong at, then there is no question. There is no, no doubt. Um, and, and, and I think that that's why this platform is going to be great for, for anybody. It's going to benefit the, the flooring store, the manufacturer, the installer, uh, the commercial um, property owner, the business owner, the homeowner. It's going to, I mean, it's, it's a great, great tool. Well, getting the right guy on the, right, on the project is 90% is of it. And right now, because we don't have this standardized um, way of being able to uh, assess what an installer can do. So, you know, there's only a few trainings out there that, that perk my eyebrows and make me say, oh, that guy has to be good if he has that certification. Um, outside that, there's, there's not a college, there's no degree to get. And so we had to build something that allows, you know, the, the people who sell the labor to be able to hire the labor based on the skills and ability of that, that uh, labor provider. And um, I feel like if we continue down this path, it will ultimately result in better installers, better uh, industry, and hopefully better flooring companies too, because we can all get better. So with that, you guys got any closing words? I'm going to close this off here and uh, sign us out. Never stop learning. I was once one of those guys that, like I, I mentioned earlier, when he was like, well, am I going to go there to, so they can tell me something that I already know? And once you do your, your first certification class, you, you realize that, I mean, like I said, I was doing things wrong and 
you, you translate that into your everyday and realize that you're, you're not a know-it-all. And once you realize that and figure out that you can learn something new every day, you take that with you in, in every aspect of your life and it'll help you out everywhere, not just the flooring industry. Yeah, I agree. I would say, I would add to that, um, or to this is, uh, if this is uh, your career, this is what you're, you're choosing, then, um, you know, invest in yourself, invest in yourself, you know, even if it isn't investing in a certification or anything like that, invest in yourself, whether it's family time, personal time, or, you know, you want to invest in your business. If you want to work 90 hours a week, I understand. I was there. You only want to work 40 hours a week? I understand. I was there. You only want to work 20. That's okay, too. But invest in your craft. If this is your career, invest in yourself. Education, tooling, whatever. Just put yourself forward. Put yourself in the forefront of your own life. Yeah. So put your, put your knowledge and your, your, uh, career, uh, you know, at the top of your, at the top of your, uh, list of things that you need to do and, and your goals. Yeah. Right. So awesome. Well, thanks for joining us this week, guys got off to a bit of a rocky start, but we're going to get this thing rolling. Uh, we'll be in some, some good conversations down the road. So thanks for joining us and appreciate everybody coming and we will, uh, we'll chat with you guys next week.